Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday edition of the show. It is time to kick off our March mock draft, which comes a little later in the month, but that's because we wanted the big wave of free agency to be behind us and really get a look at what this landscape of the 2019 NFL Draft can look like. Kyle, welcome to the show. It's mock time, sir. I'm fired up because every time we do one of these, A, we get fairly good feedback from the listeners. It's not like a a Twitter mentions, right, where (laughs) it's all hellfire and brimstone. There's actually positive feedback and helpful feedback as far as things that as we're finishing up our draft evaluations and the uh, free agency period is staying in flux. No, it's kind of an information gathering period all around and by the time we hit the draft itself, like we feel like we've got a really good vibe on these teams. But right now, there's just so much going on that you, know, you guys can be really helpful to us with the feedback that you give us for your picks. Yeah, that has been really good. That's a good. That's a nice silver lining there. I haven't thought of that. Um, do you want to do this predictive or what we would do? Oh, we've been boy. doing predictive, and I mean those are two totally different conversations. I kind of like the predictive way, um, but I'm open. I'm open to suggestions here. Why don't we do why don't we do this? It's the month before the draft, right? Yep. Let's do predictive now. When the calendar flips to April, we should be done our film reports, right? For all the players. <laughs> no. But yeah, like, the ones that matter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so why don't in April we do a what would we do? And then like the week of the draft, we'll do like one super show where we do, or we talk through our predictive mocks that are going to be in for huddle report. Okay. I like it. So this one is predictive. So do yes. not get mad at us. We're just predicting, just making predictions, guessing. And the record states that we have made no preparations for this whatsoever. Oh, never. Of course not. We have a blank canvas. We have the mock draft machine for draft network dot com loaded up it is blank and uh kyle and i are going to work through these every other pick uh live on the spot for you so we don't know how this is going to go so there there could be some fun surprises along the way now here's my dilemma all right every single time that we've done this you've done odds to pick for buffalo yep i want odds no oh then i get to pick for the dolphins yeah okay 
predictive. But I want to. I want on. It's predictive. Let's see how well I've trained. I've trained you about the Bills' preferences. We can put our fanalist hats on for a while and be objective. And I think that's fair, right? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready. Are you? Are you worried about me? No. I'm glad I don't have to make the first pick. That's what I'm glad about. That oh, was my pr- silver lining off. in my head. Pressure's off. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I get to just kind of coast. I'm good. Okay. Arizona Cardinals on the clock. Dun, 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 dun. I have to do the jingle every time we do the pod. Are you going to do, do that locks. every pick or just at the beginning? No, just okay. at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> you know what I'm getting into here. Um, see, this is complicated because I would love to I would love to play out a trade with Oakland right now, but I don't think you're going to do that, are you? It's wild. It's is wild. that what you really think is going to happen? So we we are at different schools of thought. I think they're just going to take Kyler Murray. You no, seem to think there's some You seem yeah, to Kyler think Murray's they're... going one, but he's going to Oakland. He's not going to Arizona. Oh, that's crazy. So for the sake of the predictiveness, I'll go ahead and put Kyler Murray in at one. How's that? Okay. Because I think he does go one. I just don't think it's to Arizona. All right. Well, let's when we get to number four to Arizona, I would like to know who you, you would have Arizona then picking at number four instead of number of course. one. So keep that of in the back of your mind. So Kyler Murray is the number one pick in our predictive draft right now? Yes. I just made okay. the pick. The pick right. is in. I'm up. San Francisco 49ers. This gets real easy for me. Nick Bosa, edge defender, Ohio State. They've got some horses in the middle there in terms of interior pressure. They've got nothing on the outside. Now they do have D Ford, which was a nice pickup, uh, but I still don't think that takes them out of the discussion for Nick Bosa, who's the best edge rusher in the class. It allows Solomon Thomas to play a little bit more inside, uh, maybe maximize what's what's in the tank there for Solomon, and obviously Armstead and Buckner are studs on the interior. So uh, even though they made the big play for D Ford, I don't think they're done, and I don't think they can overlook Nick Bosa. Um, and so that's who I'm going with 40, for the 49ers, although although I gave some consideration to DK Metcalf. Oh, that would have been fun, wouldn't it? Went wild, but I'm being predictive, and I honestly think that that's who the 49ers will pick in this spot, in this okay. situation. Let my producer pull up the moves that the New York Jets have made. I don't want to do it. I don't want to have any misstatements here, right? I like to talk about the moves that they didn't make. <laughs> that they did or did not make. Didn't make with Matt Paradis being a, a uh, botched signing as well as Anthony Barr. But um, I don't know. I don't know how they didn't come out of that free agency. They, the the Panthers gave Paradis three years, $27 million. Right. Which like is you a pretty modest deal. And, yeah, you got to be able to land more than that for a quality starting interior offensive lineman. Right, the Jets. The Jets have Jonathan Harrison slated to be their center right now. Like Brian Winters, like that's too important of a position for the Jets to kind of go into the rest of the way here blindly with really no answer there. You know what else? Quarterback like Darnold. Come on now, is a really important position that they need to take care of. Punter, offensive tackle. They didn't sign an offensive tackle yet, have they? Uh, No, they traded for Kalichi, and that's about it for their offensive line. Yeah, thought they were going to be in play for Darrell Williams. Darrell Williams went back to Carolina. Prove it deal, yeah. right? One-year yeah. deal? Yeah. We're going to go Jawan Taylor here. I think he's clearly the best offensive lineman when you account for the ceiling, the physical upside, checking all the boxes, 
really building out. Look, they went out and signed Le'Veon Bell, which is great. But now you got to have guys that can really move people at the line of scrimmage. And uh, the Jets don't have those kinds of horses up front at offensive tackle, but they will with Juwan Taylor. Do you think um, the free agency situation really impacts your choice here? Like, if they would have signed Paradis and Williams, would what would you have done here? Would you have went Quinn in? Or oh, what I, would you have I done? think I think it probably turns into a little bit more of a BPA. Now, I don't I don't think Taylor's a bad value at three, but I certainly think if they have less pressing needs, they still have Leonard Williams right now too. Yeah. You know, so like Leonard Williams still being around, like I don't think Josh Allen's as good of a football player as either Quinn Williams or Jawan Taylor, personally. Yeah. So we're here. We are number four, the Raiders. But this is that you kind of tease this there here that you think that the Raiders are going to trade up to one and Arizona is going to be at four. So putting you back on the clock in that hypothetical scenario, who is Arizona taking at four? I mean, the best player available is Quinn Williams. <laughs> right. Right. I don't. I think whether it's Oakland or Arizona, you can make a really strong case that Quinn Williams should, should be the pick. Okay, so that's what you would do if it was if it was Arizona at four. I'm up. It's and what I, have, I would do. Okay, I have Arizona. I have Oakland at number four here. This is my choice being predictive here, and I, I, Quinn Williams is no question the best player on the board. Now, with that said, they re-signed Jonathan Hankins. They, uh, they, they like what they have in Maurice Hurst. They. They used a pretty high pick on P.J. Hall last year. Uh, Vanderdose is coming back. And so while I think you are overlooking the best player to an extent here, right now their edge rushers are like Josh Morrow and Arden Key. And we're going to have to do a little better than that to field a good defense. We know that good pass rushers are hard to find, right, John Gruden? So we're going to go with Josh Allen, the guy who ran circles around offensive tackles all last season in the SEC and give the Oakland Raiders a a true – dynamic guy off the edge to uh, give them some pass rush and help start to replace what they uh, traded away in Khalil Mack. So uh, I know Quinnen deserves to be picked already twice probably, but uh, I'm going to go with them uh, going with the more needy position and taking a slight drop off in terms of the quality of prospect. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company. Manscaped just launched their brand new Perfect Package. Inside the Manscaped Perfect Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which features skin-safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. No one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to this new new. Give the gift that will make your Valentine's Day spicy. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off and free shipping. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man and men. Your partner will thank you. Trust me, 
He will thank you. And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. So your final answer is who? Josh Allen. Man. I was just hoping you change your mind. I gave you no. the out and everything. No, no. So the Quinn and slide is real right now. The Quinn and slide is real right now. And now we're at Tampa at five. You know what Tampa needs? A lot. <laughs> A lot. They need defense. Do they yeah. need Quinn and Williams? What's the Gerald McCoy situation? McCoy's still on the roster for now. Yep. Oh, man. Devin White is such a popular pick here right now. Predictively. Can I justify letting Quinnen drop past five? <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to go Devin? Like it, well, <laughs> yeah, kind of. It feels like the... What do you predict the Buccaneers are going to do? Would they pass on Quinnen in for Devin White? You get to be Jason Lick. Like, is it Lick or Light? I don't know how to it's say it. It's Jason Light. Jason okay. Light. Okay. Jason Light. Bruce Arians. What are we taking, man? Quinnen's too good. <laughs> it's got to be a pipe dream that he makes it to five. If he legit makes it to five, you know, they've been on rocky, rocky footing with Gerald McCoy for, it seems like they've been hot and cold and whatnot. And I got to go Quinnen. I have to. Quinnen Williams is the pick. Final answer. Final answer, Quinnen Williams. All right. I get to be Dave Gettleman right now. What an honor. What a what a real treat this is at number six. New York football giants on the clock. I don't know if I like any of the hog mollies here in this <laughs> in this spot for them. Uh I can see him being a Rayshon Gary guy. I can see him going with Montez Sweat. And I think I'm going to narrow the discussion down to one of those two players. So if I'm Dave Gettleman, who am I going to take? Which one? Just think about what you would naturally do and then do the opposite. Well, I wouldn't consider either one of those players (laughs) at this this spot. So that makes it a pretty difficult choice. Um, Yikes! Dave! (laughs) Dave. Okay, he never drafted a first-round edge with Carolina. took like Shaq Thompson's... Uh, I'm going Montez Sweat for the Giants. I think they're going to go with an edge rusher here at number six, and I think I think he's a little bit. He'll be a little bit more confident in Montez Sweat, who's not had the same injuries and inconsistency as much as we've seen from Gary. So, me being predictive, that's that's what I'm going with. Okay, okay, okay. I like it, Joe. I like that pick. So now the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock at seven. Sheesh. Brought in Nick Foles. Paid Nick Foles how much? $88 million over four years? Yeah, man. So that's something that Nothing exists. like what Mike Trout got, Kyle. Half billion, maybe. Jeez, man. Four, what, $430 million? 12 for 12 years. years? Must be nice. Kyler, it's not too late, brother. <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> to change your mind. Uh, the Jaguars. 
Draft Network lists the needs for the Jaguars as edge offensive tackle, quarterback in a long-term situation, tight end, inter-offensive line, wide receiver. Looking at the board, Rayshon Gary's out there. Could I see Rayshon Gary being a fit for the Jaguars with the way that they play defense up front? Yeah. I did this in my last mock, man, and in, in Duval. You gave him they put me, they wanted like, uh, what is that, when they used to cut people's head off in public? Oh, uh, the guillotine. Yeah, that's what they put me through. They, they wanted, wanted the that. They ordered it. They wanted it. tar and feather you, huh? Yeah, man. As soon as I put turn in that mock, and I ran it by Zach Goodall, who's uh, Jags. Uh, actually, he, he hung you out to dry, brother. He hung yeah, you well, out I, to dry. No, I ran it by him. I ran it by him. He said, ah, it's terrible. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> and then I did it anyways. <laughs> Whoops. Gary's tough to uh-uh. slot, man. He really is when you when you he really is. think about putting this thing together. It's... Because like you know some team out there is gonna just really be enamored <laughs> by the straight line speed for a player of his size. Right. I don't think it's gonna be Jacksonville though. I think they will take a straight line player with impressive speed for his size, because I'm gonna have him take DK Metcalf, Joe. Yeah, I like it. At number eight or at number seven. DK Metcalf is the pick here. They got a lot of speed. They got a lot of small guys, right? Like Marquise Lee, D.D. Westbrook, Keelan Cole. Let's get a big guy here with some speed. Possession guy, D.K. Metcalf, that can be the Alshon Jeffrey in this offense. Not saying that those are comparable players, but as far as the big body vertical receiving piece that Nick Foles had in Philadelphia with Alshon Jeffrey, he can now have an even more dynamic version of that in D.K. Metcalf. This is NFL Under Review, local experts on the biggest NFL stories. The NFL Honors Award Show was last week and one surprise when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. This is Bear Motter with your Los Angeles Rams update from Lockdown Rams. Aaron Donald would have been the first player in NFL history to win the award three straight years in a row, but it wasn't the case that the NFL Honors that award this year went to Stephon Gilmore. And don't get me wrong, Stephon Gilmore had a great season. Six interceptions, 18 pass deflected, two touchdowns. He had 53 total tackles. Stephon Gilmore won the award with 21 votes. Chandler Jones came in second with 14. TJ Watt with 10. Although Donald says this doesn't bother him, I see him putting this chip on his shoulder, working even harder, and coming back stronger in 2020, which is a scary thing for the rest of the NFL. For more NFL news, subscribe to the Locked On NFL Podcast only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the Detroit Lions are on the clock at number eight. Hawk, I get, hawk, I get, hawk, hawk, hawk. You think hawk, so? Hawk, 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 hawk. No, I don't know. I'm just trying to pick you, <laughs> pressure you into a bad pick. No, you're not. No, I'm, that's not going to happen. Um, so I think greedy, that the Lions greedy, have a, greedy, greedy, no, greedy, is, greedy, 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 greedy. This is nonsense. Um, the the Lions have a lot of needs. <laughs> Like tons of them, corner, tight end, edge, hawk and greedy. Uh, I would argue edge is less of a need than what we have them listed at. Personally, are you a big Romeo Aquara fan, or what do I need to know there? They're gonna no, have they flowers have, and hand as their edge guys yes, and Robinson that's and Harrison. A, that's on the inside? Ex- that's exactly what they're gonna do. Yeah, they just paid ninety million dollars. Uh, okay, so. I think the Devin White slide stops right now. And yeah, yeah. I just think, I just don't think that he's going to get any further than this. And so I think that this changes the discussion for 
the Lions. I don't know that they're going to love Greedy because he doesn't tackle. Um, so for me, we'll keep it on the LSU, LSU defense, but we'll go with Devin White. Um, I think that you put him alongside Jared Davis, and you have a couple of really dynamic dudes there in the middle. I think Jared Davis needs to continue to improve. But right now I'm not overly enamored with like Devin Kennard or Christian Jones as their other off-ball linebackers. So give me give me Davis and White there in the middle, and uh, you, you have a really, really exciting second level. So I think this is just a product of him sliding, and I just don't think it can go any further. We have to blame Quinnen. It's Quinnen's fault for the slide. Because now Devin's available at eight when he shouldn't have been no further than five. Well, then that really comes down to the Jets. I think the Jets really changed the entire tone of the first round. Because if they go offensive line, which is reasonable, then that pushes those players down. If they go with Quinnen or if they go with Josh Allen, then it shifts the dynamics again. So the, the Jets are really the pivot point in the first round. Joe, glad you brought that up. I have a comment. Here. Okay. Let me see. I gotta I gotta pull it up. I wrote an article for the Draft Network not too long ago. February 17th, authored by Kyle Krabs. The Never New York Jets, the New York Jets are the 2019 NFL drafts fulcrum. Uh-huh. The heck is a fulcrum? A thing uh-huh. that plays a central or a central role in activity, event, or situation. Oh, wow. Kyle's cashing in receipts here on the Draft Dudes podcast. Look at this, Joe. Over a month later, called my shot, said the Jets are the huge pivot point in the draft. Really and here we are stuff. Yeah. a month later, and you unsolicited just plugged my article for me. So thank you. Yeah, very that much. was what I had in mind the whole time for sure. Yeah, I know. No doubt. Buffalo Bills on the clock with a ninth overall selection. Joe, I need you to be honest with me. Okay. I always am. I'm looking at the needs for the Bills. Yep. Defensive line. Yep. Offensive tackle. Somewhat, yep. And I don't think wide receiver or corner is really that big of a pressing need right now considering the names that they've brought in. No, there's one more. One more big need in my opinion. Interior offensive line? Mm-mm. Nope. Tight end? Yes. Do you think that's in play at nine? Um, I'm not quick to dismiss it. I, I think it's it's somewhat unlikely, but I'm not quick to, to dismiss tight end. Do you think the Bills are going to be more prone to go with a prototype player in Christian Wilkins or the penetrating three-tech as an undersized guy in Ed Oliver? Brother, this is the debate of my head continuously. So I'm, I'm so interested you, you in don't, your You thoughts, don't have Mr. an answer Bean. for me. You don't have an answer for me. I do have an answer in terms of what – like. like Predictively or what I would do? Predictively. I don't care what you would do. I'm saying, um, do you have, because I know you've you've been on the Bills beat a little while now. You're doing Locked On Bills. Yep. You hung out with some Bills folks in Indianapolis. I'm asking you, do you have any vibe on if you feel they would swing this boat one way or the other? I think they would swing it to Christian Wilkins. And that's what I was leaning to personally myself. Yeah. Bigger body, traditional build, a little bit more versatile than Ed. Ed's a good athlete, but I don't want Ed playing a one tech. I don't necessarily want Ed no setting the edge against the run because of his lack of length. He is a strictly speaking a gap penetration interior defensive lineman all day long. I think Christian Wilkins gives you more. And looking at the way that the Bills have built out this roster, 
I feel like they would value that more. So Christian Wilkins will be my pick at nine. Uh, you said something there that was interesting. Is is Wilkins higher on your board than Oliver? No. Okay. Okay. All right. No, I think Ed's Ed's impact at his role yeah. is enough for him to be a more highly graded player. But Christian, I think, gives you more and can be more for you if you want to be multiple up front. Yeah, culture-wise and stuff, and you know, Bean and McDermott are going to eat him up. So I think that's a wise selection you made there. Hopefully I can do the same for you at 13. Um, so I have the Broncos. Lock, at number 10. Lock, 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 wow. lock, this lock, is, lock. This is my new favorite part about being on the clock is your chance there. Um, I don't think they're going to go with the quarterback. I, I believe, and I, I was fearful of this when they initially made that trade, that that John Elway really believed that Joe Flacco was a quarterback that he can win with and that if he can build things around him, he can really compete. And I don't think John Elway is going to ever like really initiate a rebuild like the Dolphins are doing right now or what the Bills embraced previously. So I think that this is about improving the roster around Joe Flacco, as crazy as that sounds. And I think that they God, can he's use so it. so dumb. Well, look. Because I don't disagree look. with you at all. <laughs> I could I I would see the lock pick coming a million miles away, but I don't disagree with you. Just listening to the kind of vibe out of there now that they've got Flacco yeah. in there, it's too fun. And, and the Drew Lock stuff, like in January, was too funky. You know, I mean, like he's just enamored with him. Like what? In January, we're talking about like slam dunk picks to a team picking tenth at quarterback. Like no, that never made sense to me. All right, so anyways, who am I picking? Going with Devin Bush here for the Broncos. I think they can use that that real face of the, of their defense. I know they have Von Miller and, and he's an outstanding player, but you know, I'm talking about that second level dude, the guy in the middle that is going to be the quarterback of the defense, the tone setter. And Devin Bush really, you know, has had a, a tremendous postseason here with an outstanding combine performance. And you even feel better about his tape after knowing how good he is as an athlete, because he's funny to gauge. Like I never seen him play live and there's a big benefit to seeing players live and in person. I've never seen Devin Bush play live, but when you watch him on tape, he's kind of a squatty dude. And, you know, you know gauging his his athleticism at that size is kind of tough to do, you know, from watching all 22 or, or broadcast angles or anything like that. And so, you know, getting an appreciation for just how explosive he is and then thinking about how that did show up on tape and maybe it just didn't look the same because he's just kind of a compact guy. Man, I get I get excited about Bush, man. And so I think I think it's not that crazy to think about us having two top 10 backers, especially because the drop off to the next linebacker. Oh man, you, you're, we, we might not, we might go 40 picks, 50 picks until another linebacker is worth being drafted. So in summary, I'm predicting a trade up from Oakland to Arizona. You are yep. not. I had the I'm first not. pick. You were not willing to do a deal. So you tied my hands here. So. For the sake of being predictive, I do think Kyler goes one, which is how I justified slotting him at one, even though I don't think it's to Arizona. But we put Arizona taking that pick, Kyler Murray, Nick Bosa two to San Francisco, Jawan Taylor three to the Jets, Josh Allen four to the Raiders or Cardinals, Quinn and Williams at five to the Bucks, Montez Sweat six to the Giants, DK Metcalf seven to the Jaguars, Devin White, 8 to the Lions. Christian Wilkins, 9 to the Bills. Devin Bush, 10 to the Denver Broncos. Uh, are we going 11 today, or are we just doing the top 10? No, I just wanted to summarize. We'll go 11 through okay. 20, and then we'll do the – I know we change our mind every time we do these on whether or not we're going <laughs> to 
stick with one through 10 or go one through 11 and then 12 through 30 or 22. And then, but uh, yeah, let's do, let's do one through 10. Oh, any, any names are furious. Any names you're surprised at still on the board. Surprised Ray Sean Gary. There's guys that shouldn't be on the board, but I'm not surprised. I think Gary's just, he's difficult to slot. I mean, I think some people might be surprised that Haskins is has not been drafted, but I'm even not. Charles Robinson, he said it today that like there could be many slides for Locke and Haskins. And so I think that kind of played itself out in this draft. And I mean, Brian Burns deserved to be picked five picks sure. ago. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. I mean, it's, I remember slotting Dwayne with my mock draft 6.0. He, Dwayne went 15 to Washington. And I remember a few folks were like, Dude, what kind of cracker are you smoking? You got Dwayne Haskins going 15. Slot the picks, man. Unless yeah. you get a trade up, slot the picks. It's going to be hard. And um, there's always going to be that desire to want to push and bubble quarterbacks up the board. But at some point, you got to take some of this elite defensive talent, which we saw in the middle of the top 10 with like Quinn and Williams and Tampa Bay. So, do you wish, do you wish that Washington was picking ahead of Miami? Yeah, I would love if they did. Yeah. Cause I think that, cha- I mean, I'm, I'm sweating it out already thinking about tomorrow and this dolphins pick. I mean, it's, it's a virtual lock where if you go Haskins at 11, which I would don't spoil, I have no idea if that's what you're going to do. I'm in this situation where I have dolphins at 13 with Drew Locke on the board and well, no, you, having to wait. You, you're the one picking for the Bengals tomorrow. I understand that. I'm And I'm dealing with this in my head. Wait, oh, okay. you get – wait, I I get – oh, yeah, I'm picking for yeah, – I get, get to, to pick for, You discussion. get to pick for both because you got all yeah. three of those teams. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm I'll, not giving I'll, them to Green Bay or Atlanta. No, no, no. So I'm going to have an isolated opportunity here to deal with this, but I, I, will, I will deal with it. I won't be thinking about that when I pick for the Bengals. It's just a challenge. Will Will Miami get say, hey, we got a chance to get a guy and take him at quarterback, or did they punt it? So I guess I have twenty four hours. You to know, think about I don't. I, I would leave you with this as we hang up today's call. I don't think they would play it that way because they stayed true to their board last year with Josh Rosen, where Arizona traded up to ten in front of Miami, who was picking eleven to draft Josh Rosen, but the, every single report that came out said, even if Rosen was on the board, they would have still taken Minka Fitzpatrick. Because, okay, so wouldn't you expect them to say that? To an extent, right, like really talk up the guy they got, like, hey, we did like Rosen, but we were never going to not take Minka over him. Well, they never said it in an official capacity. Right. It was like your somebody had a source that said this. So I think it's more realistic that it's true. But Miami was also never tied to the Rosen conversation this offseason, despite me trying my best to kickstart them to do it, like kick the tires on Josh, please. But for also for what it's worth, I fully expect Miami to trade out of 13 and trade back. So Wild. Should be fun. It's going to be crazy. But that is for another day tomorrow. So come back and see us. I'm Kyle Krabs at Grinding Tape, signing off with Joe Marino at the Joe Marino. We will continue this mock tomorrow with the next set of 10 picks. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.